Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Two years ago in 2012, a crack duo, one martial arts expert and surprisingly good mimic, the other a weapons specialist and professionally bearded, were sent to separate recording stations thousands of miles apart to do an 80s and 90s action commentary podcast for a crime they happily committed. Something James Spader told them about that involved an industrial drum of coconut butter hand lotion and a common household whisk. These men promptly created a passion-filled wave of action adoration that swept throughout the internet underground. Today, still wanted by Steven Seagal for making one too many jokes about his expanding gut and knitted hair, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you love action, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you should be listening to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentaries. This podcast, people, explodes. Hello, and welcome to Dr. Action, the Kick-Ass Kid Commentary Podcast. I am Dr. Action. And I am the Kick-Ass Kid. And everybody be cool. This is a podcast. You be cool. Hot air hangs like a dead man. From a white oak tree People sitting on porches Thinking how things used to be Dark night It's a dark night Dark night It's a dark night Hey man, how you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm, I'm indubitably good. Um, yes, I'm, I'm not bad at all, sir. Not bad at all. Doing, doing pretty damn well. Um, that is to say that my life hasn't changed a bit. It's still in the crapper. But uh, each day I try and put a, 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 a smile on my face and uh, my balls in my pants, which is where they belong. Yes. They do deserve, play, deserve their place in your pants. They do. <laughs> it's very I, true. I put my balls in my pants one leg at a time, like everybody else. <laughs> one day at a time, baby steps. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm going to try socks. <laughs> um, I have always got socks in my pants. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll put the cup. <laughs> I don't mean in my pants, dear boy. 
I mean, on the end of my hands where they belong. Yes, of course. Of course, of course. Of course. Sir, sir, I know it's Halloween, um, but what's your uh, week in action been like? Uh, what have I watched? I've watched um, uh, Zombievers. Oh, yeah, what was that like? So, what was that exactly about? Yeah, was it about, about it's carnivorous, flesh-eating... Ravenous pussy. Yes, <laughs> Vamp- <laughs> vampiric <laughs> vagina. No, it wasn't. Oh. It was about zombievers. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's good. It's fun. Stupid. Fun. Okay. That's right. What else have I watched? Well, we both um, watched The Equalizer, which I don't think we oh, talked about last time. Yeah. No, that is such a good fucking film. Isn't it a good film? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, not a bad performance in it. Denzel on top fucking form. And even the running um, time, which was which was a little on the long side for an action movie, even that passed without issue. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, there was no, nothing bad about it really. Every performance was great. Directing was good. Uh, Antoine Fuqua, whatever he pronounced his name, I'm just going to call him Antoine the fucker. Antoine the fucker came through the wood one day looking for the maidens. Sorry. <laughs> 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 he's, he's becoming he's becoming the one of the action go to guys. What's he done before? Did Olympus is Fallen? Oh yeah, well that then that's why the uh, the uh, movie was so good because I liked that one as well. Yeah, yeah, bit of brutal violence. I thought the bit in the uh, home base at the end with the rain was good. Yeah, it was a good uh, it was a good uh, ending because uh, it's it wasn't really drawn out. It's ended exactly how I wanted it to end, you know. And there's, you know, when they're bringing the man, bad guy to take down the the good guy, and you think, or, oh, or, oh, you know, maybe he's not going to do it. And uh, you know, Denzel Washington just takes it in his fucking stride. Yeah, I think we all want to be Denzel, don't we? Uh, I want to be Denzel at the end, striding through a uh, rainy home base, looking cool as a motherfucker. Or a mother Fuqua, maybe. Um, <laughs> that's how we're now pronouncing it, Antoine. You pretentious git. Well, I'm, I'm doing my best. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, when uh, the girls are asleep and Claire's asleep, I go to, uh, I go to a I McDonald's. Go to a little McDonald's and pick up a hooker, yeah. And talk to, no, I don't pick a rock. I just talk to an underage hooker. Talk, I'm not, I'm talk to an underage prostitute about <laughs> about novels you're reading. A book I'm reading. She gets she gets what song I go? It's Beano. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she, she goes, Oh, is it not Shakespeare? No, oh, it's got Dennis Menace. Menashe. <laughs> like it. Backstreet kids. <laughs> it's Wither and Chips. I'm reading Wither and Chips. I don't read, I just look at pictures. <laughs> Talk to talk to prostitutes. <laughs> We're not old enough to be on the game, even though it's illegal. So any age is illegal. Yeah, uh, get get it when they say, "Oh, oh, she's an underage prostitute." That's bad. <laughs> no, all prostitution's bad. <laughs> well, it depends where you fall down on the whole prostitution thing, really. Whether you uh, think that it is something that could be regulated and uh, therefore make it safer, yeah, it should be cheaper. <laughs> I think that uh, if we allowed the free market to um, work out uh, just what uh, whores 
should cost. Uh, a competitive uh, trade agreement would create a pricing we could all agree on. Um, I've been working in the city now for quite some years, and uh, because no woman, uh, no one or no woman will go near my penis for love nor money because I'm such an outrageous twat, um, I do have to frequent ladies of the night on occasion. And uh, I was saying the other night to one such woman as she uh, uh, licked my balls, uh, I was you know, if you were in a free market capitalist economy, uh, you really would be able to be competitive, uh, set up your own uh, 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 shop or, or whorehouse, if you like, and uh, really, uh, you know, uh, go to town and charge what you feel, what you feel is fair. And you wouldn't have to give anything to an egregious third party who smacked you about a bit and uh, called you a cunt. I'd never pay more than twenty pounds for a piece of pussy. <laughs> uh, that's the character saying that. Uh, <laughs> well, at my local fish and chip shop, that's all it cost. <laughs> but um, to be uh, to be truthful, when it when it comes to that subject, if you're never going to stop it, so they may as well just introduce a law which lets them do it. And uh, let's be Simples. fair, uh, single guys out there, uh, we all pay for it anyway, right? <laughs> Even when it's not a prostitute. <laughs> Cause you they want, pay for it they, in fucking shoes or something else. Because they want, they want dinner, you know. They want feeding these <laughs> women. Uh, and they want uh, drinking and other such things before they'll put their hand near my knob. So uh, I I pay for it anyway. I mean, you know, I mean, really, they should just fuck me. But they don't, because like I said, I'm a bit of a twat. So I need to throw money at them and show them my brand new spanking shiny apartment in Canary Wharf with the surround sound um, before they'll even consider uh, letting me put my pinky finger anywhere near their minge. <laughs> Uh, I quite like my a... Jeff, the Wall Street trader <laughs> character. Yeah, you should you should introduce him. Definitely, you've got he's got to wear. Um... Oh, how the fuck did we get on this from the Equalizer? <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about that uh, the, if, if oh, prostitutes it me going out in McDonald's, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> no, we were talking <laughs> about trying to pick pick up Clace, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. I go, to, I go to McDonald's. I go to McDonald's and I'm reading Wizard Chips. And then a little girl comes up, but she's on the game. And you can tell she's on the game because her outfits are ridiculous. Uh, there's barely nothing left to the imagination. <laughs> when she bends you, you over crazy. to get some extra, extra dipping sauce from the cashier, by God, you can see right up her ass. <laughs> How old are you? Fourteen. You're too old. It's <laughs> got <laughs> so some perverts. It's Jimmy Savile. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll tell Savile. you what. All you need to stop your life of prostitution is a good comic book. Yes, you should all read Kick-Ass. I like be... Beano or Wizard of Chips, but my friend, he likes the dandy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Oh, old man Frederick over there. He's the yeah. one with your friend who's got a 15-year-old prostitute. How old well, was she supposed to be in that film? I have no so idea. Because the, le the legal age in America is 18, isn't it? Uh, I think is it so. 18? 
Well, the legal age for trafficking women is 14. Um, the legal age for uh, marrying them in Utah and enslaving them into your mad religious cult, I believe, is 12. So I think the six, I think sex is 18. I think you're allowed to, like, as I say, marry them and enslave them, but you're not allowed to fuck them till they're 18, yeah. Wise. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. It means they get, they've got six years to get used to dishes and setting the table and mowing the lawn and, you know, constructing barns and things like that, you know. Yeah. Barns are noble. <laughs> no, there's nothing noble about it, mate. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, what a weird! It's weird that you put. You should put a restriction on it. For my daughter, it's twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five. You can do whatever you want when you're twenty-five, but uh, anything before that, it's a big no-no. Yeah. Even then, when it's twenty-five, I've got to be dead. Yeah, even when it's twenty-five, definitely no anal. Yeah. Oh, that's that. That's that is a big no-no. It can't be with lads. <laughs> oh yeah, no, twenty-five, and you can be a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I need written consent from both your parents. You are one of my parents. You'll never forget that consent. <laughs> I do apologise. I don't want you to go near anybody. <laughs> it's just, it's just a big no-no. Understand? They just don't understand this. They swam around in my balls. I'm never going to create anything more special. I don't want some fucking lad thinking he can do anything with her. He's just wrong. Just wrong. No, it's just one of those things. It's just, it's just life having daughters. It's, it's cruel, really, on me. It is really because you have to live in a house of four women. I know it's, uh, it's which I wouldn't wish on my worst night. I wouldn't even wish that on Piers Morgan. <laughs> no, I would wish. He has to live with himself. He's a con. <laughs> yeah, right. He <laughs> <laughs> must wake up in the morning and just think. Another 24 hours with you, you fucking flappy-faced twat. Yes. Another 24 hours with you, I'll put up with your fucking jowly fucking schoolboy face flapping about and, the place. Every time you look in the mirror, it's like, oh, he's a cunt. I hate him. Yeah. Whenever he's on TV, what a cunt. Oh, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Get him off my television. Oh, wait, it's me. Um... Uh, the trouble is, of course, is that a boy's first um, introduction to women, ten, apart from you know schoolgirls or whatever, in terms of in terms of sex, tends to be pornography, um, mm. and it tends to be pornography because pornography is demonised. So it tends to be the tr- you know, and it tends to either be porno- pornographic magazines back in our back back in our day where they didn't have porn videos, they had a flick book, and you liked it. Um, <laughs> back in our day when it was magazines or VHS or now where it's just like the fucking internet um, you know your first thing about sex is this kind of over the top ho- overly stylized overly grotesque kind of um, you know banging together of two plastic people you know what I mean um, with, all, yeah. with all sorts of positions and with all sorts of fluids and I think it does something to a young boy's mind but uh, do you know one person who should know all about it is uh, someone who followed me on Twitter today. And I, I'd like to repeat, she followed me. I didn't follow her. Okay? No, no, no. We, we must clarify that. You're not some sadistic going looking for loose women. No, I'm not. Guy, are I'm you? not. I'm not that person at all. But from Aurora, Colorado, uh, a lady by the name who goes by the name of Caitlin the Slut. 
um, on Twitter followed me, and I was like, oh, Caitlin, oh, Caitlin the slut. Oh, I bet Following her... me, a man of my stature. <laughs> following me, the 13th Duke of Wimbim, here in the girls' dormitory. Um, yeah, following me. And I was thinking, oh, Caitlin the slut, oh, I bet, bet her pictures are all racy, and I bet her... Uh, Tweets uh, uh, get me hot under the collar. Well, let, let me give you... I'm going to give you a selection, uh, Dr. Action, of Caitlin the Sluts tweets, because... <laughs> do, if, I, uh, do I need to be... Um, oh, you need to be suitably need... Uh, aroused and, uh, and naked about the, about the waist. Should I be sitting down? Yes, you should be sitting down uh, and ready. I mean, just poised and ready. Um, if I tell you that her tagline says the best thing about the future is it comes one day at a time, I was thinking, four comes four comes one day at a time. Four, I like to come more than once a day. Four, I, I bet if I was with Caitlin the slut, four, there'd be more than four, one a day. You know. Four. Anyway, I'm looking at the photos and it's like a just there's nothing racy about it at all. I was like, this is confusing. Her first tweet or the the tweet that's on the top from October 27th. This is the sort of insight. This is the sort of uh, deep sexual darkness that uh, Caitlin the slut lives in. Um, the barista saw me today staring at a wall and asked if I was okay. The truth was, I was just thinking about what I was going to eat for lunch. <coughs> <laughs> okay. That has Cock. that has two favourites. <laughs> that has two favourites. Someone read that and went, "I like that," and favourited it twice. Well, different people. So I was thinking, well, maybe she's maybe she's thinking about cock. Maybe she's like, I was just thinking about what I'm going to shove in my vagina, mouth, and asshole after lunch. But no, I scrolled down. <laughs> Leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It is about one life influencing another. That has... Yeah, God, tell you what. Racy bitch. That that got me frigging my butthole with my pinky finger like nobody's business. Uh, That has been retweeted once. Someone felt the necessity to retweet that pearl of wisdom, and it's been liked four times. I wrote an article the other day. I spent hours... Hours writing a review and an article and insight and so on into a movie. No likes, no retweets. Leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It's about one life influencing another. One retweet, four likes. Then it gets a bit, it gets a bit more passionate. She shows a bit more of her anger and a bit more of her, her excitement. She wrote, I was into craft beer before it was cool to drink a 12-pack of 7% beers every night. I don't know what to say about she's that. She's angry. She is angry. She's looked around the world. She's seen people drinking beer and she's gone, damn it. I was doing that before other people were doing that back in, I don't know, 12 AD. I don't know. When did beer start? <laughs> I think as long as we've been able to brew stuff, we've been making alcohol, I think. Yeah, I think alcohol's always been around. It was, it was around when the uh, Egyptians were putting up the pyramids. Yeah, so it's probably so even what before they got, they got AD, paid in beer, didn't they? It's probably BC then. It's probably all the way back at like a thousand BC. So she's been around quite some time as Caitlin the slut. It's what um, beer, BC means. It means beer. Come on, come on, come on now, come on. And then, then we get to the nub of the gist. I was scrolling down. I was like, "Come on, Caitlin, give me something." And this, this is the last tweet I'm going to give you. I rate restaurants by how many hostesses the owner has fucked. 
There we go. <laughs> On October 22nd, something went through Caitlin's mind. She was like, I've had enough of, of this. So I'm going to write it down. But funny enough, no likes, no retweets for that. I think, I think she should stick more to the uh, leadership uh, quotations and, and less about how many hostesses the restaurant owner has fucked. It's not her best work, best work at all. No, she's. Did you follow her back? I didn't follow her back. No. Oh, oh, Good wait a minute. Probably. There's even more anger as I scroll down. I can't help it. I'm addicted to Caitlin the Slut now. What diet are you on? Question mark. A fucking cake diet, you fat cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Caitlin. What was that? A fucking cake diet. You fat cunt. I don't know if she's attacking the fat cunt or if she just happens to be talking about the fact she's on a fucking cake diet with a fat cunt. I don't... I don't or maybe she's just talking at her own pussy. Maybe she's... <laughs> maybe, maybe she's fucking cakes. Maybe that's what she's doing. Maybe. maybe she's... Yeah. I'm fucking cakes. That's my diet. Put it in there, you fat cunt. I think that's maybe what she's doing. Yeah, she just lives on a diet of fat cunts. She loves the fat cunts. <laughs> oh, she could eat a fat cunt every day. Oh, I can see why she's followed you. You've got so much in common. I know. You like to rate restaurants by fucking, don't you? I do. You give it you give it as a five, a five fucks um, maximum they can get. You, that means you will ejaculate five times on the table if you eat there. Yeah, I will, yeah. 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 Um, it's just a, the way. It's just the way you do it. Apparently, Caitlin the slut went to see How to Dra- Train Your Dragon two. Probably presuming it was some sort of self help film about how to master a man's Dragon, penis. Um, and she wrote, "Laughed harder than I should." So she has a. Mm. Uh, she questions herself. She goes, "I shouldn't be laughing at How to Train Your Dragon two, but I am." But I, but I shouldn't be. I've I've decreed myself incapable of laughing at animation. But I I laughed harder than I should, and and I'm conflicted by it. A, a real picture of who this Caitlin the Slut is really emerges through these tweets, and I, I I don't know. I don't know about you, but I find it fascinating. I'm going to be keeping oh, a close eye on Caitlin the Slut. What? I'm looking through her tweets. I'm just followed her by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Unfollowed. There we go. Mm. Uh, one, two, I like this tweet that she did. All right, where is it? Because it's it's quite beautiful, really. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not brag. Love is not arrogant. Love is shit. <laughs> is that what it says? No, I, should, I added that bit. Oh, okay. I added that. Happiness is in the heart, not in the circumstances. Hmm. In life, you'll meet two kinds of people. One who builds you up, the ones who tear you down. But in the end, you'll thank them both. Probably not so much the ones that bring you down, really. No, no, probably not. I find myself... I wouldn't thank them so much as hate them. Yeah. I mean, it's proper sluttiness that she's coming out with. I mean, well, just, I, this, uh, this is the greatest tweet from September 28th. Clearly a fan of um, baseball movies uh, from the uh, 90s. If Major League happened today, they would have just moved the team. There we go. 
That has one like. Yeah, it's probably me by mistake. Yeah. She has 12... Just how many... She has... She has 21,000 followers. So there you go. If yeah, you want one followers, Yeah, one less now. <laughs> if, if you go to Twitter and you want to be a Twitter sensation overnight, call yourself ba- Barry well, the Fucker or something. And then... Yeah, yeah or... I or, fuck goats. Yeah. You get loads of people following you then. Yeah. It is love that makes the impossible possible. No. Because if mm. it's impossible, it's impossible. It can't be made possible because it's impossible. That's the way it works. You see what I mean? P- pushing... Um, That's the a, way the cookie crumbles. Pushing a grapefruit uh, through <laughs> the eye of a needle is impossible. It doesn't matter how much I love it. I just can't do it. Because huh? it's do impossible. Anything. Making an elephant that doesn't shit itself, it's impossible. doesn't matter how much I love the elephant. Hmm? So, uh, yeah, that's wrong. Um, but, yes, I would suggest everyone have a look at Caitlin the Slut. Um... So she's full of words of wisdom, and uh, she's fucked his own No sluttiness. Absolutely no sluttiness. Really? I'm scrolling down. I haven't found one You could sue her for slander. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Wait a minute. Here's here's something sexual. Office tip. Feel nothing. (laughs) That's a tweet (laughs) on August 19th. Office tip. I wonder who in her office is giving her just the tip. And apparently her vagina is so cavernous, she feels nothing. (laughs) She's a slut. (laughs) She is a a slut, John. What are you talking about? I mean, the thing is, she she could, you know, if she listened to this and come back and went, I'm no slut, you go, you just called yourself. Your name is literally Caitlin the Slut. Yes. It's Maybe not me. In call Colorado, himself, it means call himself else. Paul. Paul the big nose donkey. Right. So he goes, oh, big nose, and I go, I'm not got a big nose. You just said you got a big nose. No, yeah. well, not. I was, I was just being ironic. No, you said you got a big nose. I have got a big nose. Yeah, I think she, I'm she's ironically is. a slut in the same way that uh, the uh, Statue of Liberty is ironically I'm... a root vegetable. It's not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's it's only it'd be, only be ironic if it was like Mother Teresa was on Twitter and she called herself M Teresa the slut. You'd be like, oh, always you wacky it. wordsmith. I always knew <laughs> yeah. it. Just looking at you, I could tell that Mother Teresa was asking for it. Um, yeah, she wore oh, such always. slutty fucking clothes. She always looked like she just got out shoes. of bed. <laughs> You never see shoes, stilettos underneath her, <laughs> yeah. underneath her habit, and a studded bra. I hear. <laughs> Mother Teresa was mad for the cock. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's true. It's why she helped so many lepers. She didn't want them falling off. No, no. 
time she'd be giving him one last hand job and then, you know, it'd just fall off her end. Because she was bl- she was rigorous. <laughs> she... <laughs> she was she was absolutely fervent in her masturbatory techniques. It's true. Yeah, she she most of the time she did like she did uh two at the same time. She looked like a skier. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that was just in her <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, The Equalizer. <laughs> yeah, it's a good film, isn't it's it? It's a great I movie. It. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> Have you seen anything else, though? Uh, I've watched a few things, but not really action. It's sort of, it's, it's Halloween coming upon us, so yes. I've been like, sort of watching bits of horrors. A few horrors. I don't know if I uh, mentioned it last time, but I watched Compañeros with um, uh, Franco Nero, and there's a review of that up on the After Movie Diner. Um, but that is bloody good. Nero wields his um, yeah. Nero wields his uh, Gatling gun from um, uh, Django again. Django. So oh, he... look, I've just found a list. I've started writing a list of what I've been watching. Uh, uh, Fate Attraction. Uh, I just went to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go on, tell us the truth. Kid. You just like Glenn, Glenn Close's titties. Why the fuck did he cheat on Glenn Close with Ann Archer? You mean why did the fuck did he cheat on Ann Archer with Glenn Close? Yeah, well, yeah, you know what I meant. Why did he do it? <laughs> why did he do it? I don't know. Ridiculous. Because Glenn Close... Because Anna too is much, much better looking. I know. Um, maybe it's because he really wanted to have a blowjob in a lift. Well, who doesn't? If you... uh, yeah, but from Glenn Close, probably not so much. Um, <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> cold <laughs> in <laughs> July. <laughs> oh, Cold in July, yeah. Oh, what did yeah, you think good. of Blue Ruin? I didn't like it, but you said you were watching it. Uh, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It's not one of my films of the year, but I didn't hate it. No, um, it was just a bit crappy, wasn't it? Well, there's no talking, really. So it could have been a silent film. I fell asleep. Uh, Night of the Comet. You fell asleep. Well, don't comment, then, if you fell asleep. <laughs> you, you didn't see the bit at the end, then, where he walked into that orgy with all the no, lesbians? No, I, I watched it, but I kept falling asleep. <laughs> I, can, I can understand it. Because if you're not in the, because it's one of those films that you just have to watch, and you have to, I don't know, it's it's not. I don't hate it, but it's not one that I'm. It's not one that I'm going to put on the best of the year list. Uh, I watched The Blob as well, and Night of the Comet. Nice and Frozen. Frozen, not the Disney film, not the Disney film. Okay. The ones where they're trapped on a ski lift. Yeah. I was going to say that the trouble with Frozen, that interminable pop hit they keep singing, Love is an Open Door. Well, love isn't an open door, is it? Well, an open door is an open door. Love is is just a sort of combination of emotions that you may or may not have towards either yourself, uh, a movie, um, a cake, or a woman, or a man. Whatever you fancy, really. Yeah, whatever. whatever's going. But it's not an open door, is it? Because that's like saying, if I go up and go, I love you, then I can have your vagina. And that's not always the case. Sometimes you say, I love you, and it's not returned. And you can't have the vagina. So it's not an open door, is it? 
It's not an invitation. No, shot with your cock in it. Yeah, it's not an invitation for intercourse. So uh, yeah, you can't go up and tell everybody you love them and just expect sex. I know. If only you could. It doesn't work. <laughs> only you could. Um, I, I watched. Uh, I love you. I love it. I love it. Um, I watched American Muscle and Bounty Killer, um, which I reviewed on my Grindhouse Sunday reviews on the After Movie Diner. Um, American Muscle, which is written by my Facebook friend John Fallon. Oh. And, and Bounty Killer. I think Killer. I read your review. Uh, yes, American Muscle. It's, uh, it's worth a watch. Um, it's, you know, it's not like the greatest grindhouse revenge movie of all time, but it's definitely worth a peek. Um, and Bounty Killer, which is more of a sort of comic booky type movie, but still fun. Oh, Bounty Killer, that's a guy. I enjoyed that. Yeah, sort of. I enjoyed uh, Bounty What is it? It's like Mad it's like Max. A Mad Max. Uh, Meets Tank Girl. Kind of thing. <laughs> it's like Mad Mononk. Is what it is. Mad Monk. That's yeah, what no, it is. sort of Mad Max yes, meets, meets Tank Girl. Yeah, yeah with a bit with Gary Busey's teeth. Yeah, it's indeed. Uh, I watched um, Survival of the Dead. That's got some shooting in it. Um, what else did I watch? I think it was really Companieros. The Equalizer. Not bad at all. Um, well, I think if, if people like Walking Dead, they'll really like Survival of the Dead now. Yeah, because that's all... I mean, The Walking Dead should be Day of the Dead, but it's more like Survival of the Dead. That's what Walking Dead's like. Yeah. It's it's melodrama with a bit of zombies in it. Yeah. But no reason I've got to watch Steak. You've got to watch what? Oh, I've got to watch yeah. Stakeland again. I like that. I like that horror film. Um, what did you think to The Sacrament? You watched it the other day, didn't you? Yeah, I did watch The Sacrament the other day, yeah. And what was it like? Um, the first half's really good. Yeah. And then the second half just is predictable and obvious and does exactly what happened in real life. Um, and the transition between the two is too quick and unbelievable. Oh, okay. So you I, just watched the first half then? I think the ending... Well, you, you see, the criticism my friend Jamie Jenkins has of the sacrament is that it is... Uh, too much like what really happened at Jonestown. And therefore, there's no... At a certain point, there's no kind of suspense or anything. Mm. There is a way to tell a story about... um, You know, and it's like people have said about Red State that it's too much like Waco. Um, There is a way to tell a story about this kind of Jonestown-y kind of thing about a religious cult who live by themselves, but really there's something... Like... (sighs) The movie really nicely, up until a certain point, builds up to, uh-oh, all is not right here. And then immediately jumps to the mass suicide thing with the okay. Kool-Aid and all that. It, it, there is no... Um, there's no discovery. There's no gradual... Um, unfolding. Unfolding. You just hear one night you know, this little thing of all is not well here. And they do all that really nicely, but then they blow their wad. If anything, in a weird way, it could have done with being about 20 minutes longer and the middle 20 minutes be about discovering more weird shit that this guy is up to. You know what I mean? Right. Because it doesn't have to to be realistic. It could have been... They could have gone sort of sick and weird with it. You know what I mean? And they didn't. 
The second wave's good. I like second wave. It just is. Watch Hatchet 3, that's second wave. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> just sick, not so much weird, just sick. I haven't seen the first two. you got to say them. I, I own them. the first one. Um, and I was just talking to Philip O'Neill the other day, and he reminded me I have to watch Feast Trilogy as well. That's awesome. First one's brilliant. Second two are, are all right. The first one's really good. <clears throat> it's one to... of my favourite horror films of the past few years. Is that good? I need to pick up pick up the, the the DVD which has all three on them. Yeah, that's your most. They're very good films. Uh, uh, you know, not, not my favourite sequels of all time, but uh, you know, it's, it's a nice, well-rounded trilogy. Yes, uh, a beginning, a middle, and, and an end. And an it's, end. Very good. And in the and end, end, everybody's dead. <laughs> pretty much that's the end um, okay so, so shall we uh, crack on <laughs> as it's getting late and yes. we started late I apologise my most apologies I'm apologising I'm sorry um, uh, let's uh, crack on with from dusk till dawn dawn of the dusk yes right you ready dawn who runs my local chip shop <laughs> All right, Chief, when you're ready, it's on four seconds. Count us in. Dog to action to From Dust Till Dawn. Be cool, you. Be cool. Be cool. Right. Three, two, one, go. And here we are tonight at a premiere AFI screening <laughs> of From Dust Till Dawn. Made in 1948 by Quentina Tarantino, and uh, one of the classics of American cinema. Do you remember this coming out, Bertie? I do. I remember this very well. I remember there was a huge twist at the end. Apparently, somebody called Bruce Willis was dead. Yes, apparently. Right, um, wrong film. Wrong he, film. He had been I a ghost the whole time. And, uh, yes, it's, here he is now, look, right here. Um, yeah, it's it surprising, like surprising that it's in colour from this period of American cinema. Um, really surprising. It's beautiful, though, beautiful, beautiful uh, Kodachrome, I believe, they used back then. Yeah, it's a Fanasonic or something, I don't know. Uh, I anti, just noticed, look at that, look at that, there are two blow-up women... Uh, in the background there, I just realised that, that in this uh, store, this regular store, there's two sex dolls. Lovely. I do, do enjoy a sex doll. Do you suppose you can rent those for the afternoon, you know, like truckers? I would, I would assume, sir. I would assume they cost around $20 I wonder for who, an hour. I wonder who cleans them out. This uh, this uh, slimy little shit at the uh, front of the desk does. Oh, oh he cleans it out. I think it's because back puts in... Puts it in his hair. Yes. <laughs> back in back in old Hollywood, of course, uh, rubber doll rentage was far more um, common. Now you don't see it so much anymore because they've allowed 
men and women to interact more socially. But back then, you see, you have to understand, women were kept in cages and repeatedly <laughs> beaten with sticks. So uh, we didn't really get to speak to women in our youth. So the blow-up doll was a, a good way to get out some sexual frustration. And uh, uh, I used to rent one, actually, from my local 8 till late shop. Um, I the, used to return, yes. return it very often with a puncture. <laughs> I used to always, I always used to pay a little bit extra and ask for a naughty one. And uh, with the naughty one, of course, they uh, they had holes in the bums. As oh, well. oh, a bum hole. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Because, of course, one hole is oh, sometimes never enough, is it? Uh, sometimes you just, oh, I don't know, sometimes you've just got to fill all of them. It can be tricky, and I tell you what, I put my back out trying, but I damn well got it done. Uh... I had a toe in one, and I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bertie, I have to admit, I cheated and I used an aubergine in the other one. <laughs> aubergine, any holes a goal. Yes, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I did shove the aubergine right up there. I mean, all the way up. Oh, that, that's okay then. Yes. Okay, give give her a bloody good aubergining too. Yes. It was only after she started to scream rather unpleasantly that I realised she wasn't inflatable at all. <laughs> <laughs> I had made a terrible mistake. I said, Mum, I'm sorry, and I left the room. She never walked quite right again, old mother. But, uh, you know, we do what we can when we're experimenting as young boys. <laughs> So anyway, uh, what's going on in this film? So the cowboy chappy here, he's going to be the hero, surely. He's the cowboy John Wayne type, rides into town. Um, and this this young man, he's clearly the villain. You can tell by his greasy locks and his bad shirt. I mean, who wears that when they're working? Shirt, collar and tie, people, yeah. collar and tie. Cameo here. Yes, cameo here. This guy here won't be by... in it for long. No. He's... Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is remarkable they let Boris Karloff take the makeup off. Uh, now, now this actor here, Jorge Clude, uh, he he didn't amount to anything, did he? No, he, he, one of the only films he was in. Yes, and he was. Uh, what was he? he? Was on that TV show about hospitals? Casualty. No, what was it called? Holby City. Uh, yeah, yes, I think it was Holby City. <laughs> I think that's what he was on. Um, what was it? I, I love Lucidge. I uh, love Lucidge, yes. Lucidge, yes. Or I love Lucite. Or uh, yes. I love, uh, what was it called? What was it called? Uh, I love Lucy up the bum. No, yes, wait a minute, that was the no, porn no, 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 no. Lucy loves it up the bum. And this guy who's with him, uh, he only ever wrote one script. Yes, never heard from again. I believe he died in a trailer in 1983. Yes, I forget the film it was. I do believe it was called... Pump, <laughs> Pump Friction, I think. Pump Friction, that's it. Yes. That's it. And it was all about cotton mills of the of the 1800s. It was very and, dull. And, and feet. And feet. There was a lot of feet in it, and I thought, really, you know, Quentage, why are you doing that? And uh, he never answered me, because, of course, he died. 
Here he is, Clint Eastwood, back back here. Oh, yes. such a such a charismatic and uh, just such screen presence, really. Yes, I mean That's the whole that. film is about him. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You can see now, you know, he's got right. a glint in his eye. He did a whole did series oh. of them, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. oh. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is all wrong. What's going on? Frankenstein just killed Clint Eastwood. Oh, wait a minute, what are we watching? I'm this just... isn't true grit. No, I don't know what this is. Oh, he just... Qu well, I'm glad the villain got killed. <laughs> But these guys seem to be from a, these don't these guys don't seem to be on the level at all. They just killed Clint Eastwood. Yes. I was just about to say he did a whole series of films. With Clint Eastwood. He did uh, um, what was it? He did uh, Kill William. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in Kill William, which is a fantastic film. Uh, he's in uh, The Good uh, Boy Josie Wales. Uh, well, yes, no, no, yes. I was uh, also he did um, what was it? Uh, um, wasn't death proof. What was the other one? Planet Titter. Planet Titter, yes. All about Frankie Howard. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was a lot of bullets expanded in that time. It reminds me of the Chinese director, John Wood. Yes, it does, who, yes. Uh, who did a lot of films where nobody ever reloaded. No. It, Simply wasn't done in the 1960s. No, no. Well, we didn't know what reloading was back then, of course, because uh, we didn't have hardcore pornography. No, no. You shouldn't really do that. Toilet paper. One, one fart, vacuumous fart, and that's it. Yes, you go right up. Yes. Excellent directing, though, by Rob Zombie here. Yes. Yes, it's about the only good thing he ever did. Yes. Well, because, of course, he was a zombie, so... Uh... Yes, he was an actual zombie. <laughs> yeah. it's the, it, the, a lot of work took place on him when Dr. Dr. Carl Freudian tried desperately to bring people back from the dead. It didn't happen. Do you know, no. some people think, and they had to put a warning on the film, that this is how you had to make popcorn back in the day, but... Uh... Well, it, 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 in, 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 in Texas it was. Yeah. They lost a lot of children. <laughs> lovely, lovely neck tattoo by Jose Clooney. Uh, he actually had that tattooed onto his neck. Method actor, method actor. Method actor, method actor. It was terrible because, of course, it led to the scarring that would mean he was... Un when he had to try and get it removed, it led to the scarring that meant that he was never employed again. Yes. He was up for the role of John Wayne Bobbitt, but uh, he says, you know, as much as I'm a method actor, I'm not caught cutting off my uh, my love my love pistol for anybody. No, which I is odd, because it did get ripped off years later. Yes, a terrible, terrible uh, speedboating accident that we really shouldn't go into on a commentary. It's, it's just... Uh, well, it's not done, is it? It's not done, it's not done. No, it's just not done. I mean, it was terrible for him, terrible for his wife, uh, Sally Field. She was, she was distraught. 
distraught, which led to her sucking off the moustache of Burt Reynolds. But mm-hmm. we, we mustn't talk about it. We mustn't talk about it. We mustn't talk about it. No, no. Well, not, I don't want to bring up any moustache sucking here uh, on a commentary because... Uh, We're very serious. Well, we don't want people to get aroused uh, and yeah. start frigging themselves like a bunch of randy animals. See, he's got a heart condition. Uh, you shouldn't take pills with with alcohol, but uh, sometimes people just don't learn, you know? Yes, of course, Tarantino there showing off his uh, awful state uh, bee sting. Well, the, problem, the, the thing was, is uh, Tarantino had that done to his hand, so then master, masturbation was easier. I thought it was because they thought he was Jesus. No, 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 no. It's just that, uh, you know, putting a hole in the hand like that, it just makes it easy. You don't have to clench your fist. You don't have to wrap your hand around anything. It's just, uh, my goodness, look at the special effects back in the day. Uh, Of course, now they would do that with CGI or something. But, you know, back in the day, they really had to do that. Yeah, they cut a hole in the side of the car. And then they had to use camera trickery uh, to make it appear like it was on there. This is how I book into a hotel. I think you're ahead of me by a second or two, sir. Bang, bang, bang. See this man? This is uh, Jack Palance, look. Yes. In one of his younger roles. (laughs) Bastard, I want a fucking room. Of course, at this time, he was... uh, he was dating uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yes, he was. Yes. She got all the best-looking men. Yes, yes. He, she was punching above her weight. Oh, yes, of course, silly old trollop. <laughs> Nothing about her that was really attractive. It was all done in the camera, dear boy. It was all makeup and trickery. Yeah. And that car is powered on steam. Yes, it is. In fact, well, actually, what it's powered by, and we don't like to talk about it now because it's kind of un-PC, but two Indian chappies behind <laughs> it on one of those pulley systems like you used to have on the railroad, lifting up and down, lifting up and down, and pushing it along. Of course, we don't like to talk about it these days because, of course, it is terribly racist. But I'm afraid that's just how things were done back in our day. We liked the little dark chappies pushing our cars along, and by God, if they didn't enjoy it too. Now, when they're left to go out and find work by themselves, they're just so finding very easy. Ah. Oh, well, that's with hindsight, of course, you know. Wonderful thing, hindsight. Yes, people say I it's wouldn't have ca- I wouldn't have caught herpes with hindsight, but... No, I wouldn't have killed that uh, hooker in uh, Minneapolis. Well, she did deserve it. She oh, called you. She called you a. She called you a, a snivelling little boy, who 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 wouldn't pay his bill. Well, I'm afraid in that position. Well, that kind of language. That kind of language yeah, yeah, coming I, from a woman. You know. You know. Coming who from you've a paid? Woman. Who you've paid? Well, I didn't pay. But who I who I've been well, with I and dumped bl- I my don't blame you for not paying. I mean, dumped my seed that. in like a filthy sailor, and she uh, should pay you. Oh, she should for the privilege. 
You know, back then, women, they should have known their place. There's no back talking to a man once he's dumped his filthy load. A gentleman. A gentleman. Not just a man, a, a gentleman. gentleman. Of course, yes. a gentleman. A gentleman who has just roughly taken you from behind over the washer-dryer and who has spunked some of his filthy, salty love piss up your back. When that has happened, you respect him and treat him nicely. None of this foul language, I will not have it. Even yeah. if my spoof is barely dry on your skin, I wish you to be a lady. <laughs> I'm an earl, for God's sake. You don't know who I am. <laughs> I remember there was that wonderful song... And by that jazz singer we both loved. Do you remember? You remember? Oh, I thought that was spectacular. It was, uh, will you still love me in the morning yeah. once I've spunked up your back? Yes. Oh. I remember oh, what a song that oh, was. Oh, it was so good. Will you still love me in the morning? When I have spunked on your bag, yeah, I was, uh, it was, it was one of my favourites. I used to listen to it with my wife Marjorie before she passed. Do you know what her last words were? Don't no. do it, John. No, her last words were <laughs> no, no, I never did, and then she died. So very sad, really tragic, because apparently she never did love me. Um, I think in her will she had, she had written, "I wish she'd aimed for the hair," <laughs> which is kind of sad because if only she'd spoken up. But of course, women didn't back then. It was a, a shame, as as is shown in this scene where the woman is subservient to the two violent men with guns. Yes, she's quite a looker, I must say. She's. I take her once round the paddock, just once. <laughs> Clip-clop, clip-clop, come on, come on, come on. Yes, I love that. Yes, fine, nice, nice, Look, really. fine pair of ankles. Smoked hams. Oh, and then it's pigs <laughs> with cigars. Oh, how clever. Come on, lady, come sit next to him. He's not weird at all. He's just <laughs> Frankenstein's monster with a hole in his hand. Yes. Imagine the children they'd have made. Oh. <laughs> it would have been like that time when, uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Jane Russell uh, made it with an enoir, which is sort of a type of wardrobe, I believe. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. DFS special, I'd like Oh, and here she is now, Jane Mansfield. Playing, playing the waitress role, just a cameo, just a cameo. Oh, uh, Robert De Niro. I do like Robert De Niro. He was a master of stage and screen back in the day. Uh, sadly, now, of course, uh, he's doing what a lot of older actors are having to do now and uh, are being an absolute shit. <laughs> this was uh, before he auditioned, of course, for Indiana Jones. He uh, desperately wanted the role and uh, tried to prove it to Steven Spielberg by always wearing the hat. Yes. 
don't even think... I, see, I don't understand the children. I can only presume that one of them is adopted or he had a Chinese wife. Jackie Chan's first role. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he is bloody marvellous. I mean, you, you didn't know looking at him. No, what was on. going to come about? No, what was going uh, to happen? Because no. he, he shows virtually... I like the way he did it, you see. He went, went straight to Hollywood. Didn't tell anybody that he could do Kung Fu. I wanted to make a name for himself by his acting. Yes, by his uh, acting, because there was so much stigma about people who did martial arts that they couldn't act. So Chan came to America bravely, bravely. Bravely. And bravely. said, I'm going to take a small role in, in Robert uh, Picardo's uh, movie uh, 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 From Delia from... Till Dawn, and, and I will play it to the bloody cheap seats. And he does, and he does marvellously well at it. In the background there, out of focus, Loris, Lawrence Bender, the producer... Um, who was a gay. <laughs> Which, of course, you didn't hear very much about back in those days. But, uh, no, they, they, they kept to themselves. I don't believe they should have done. No. I think they should, you know... Well, you we were gay were... for that weekend, remember? Remember? I, I, I we, was, I was. I mean, we you went know. to Hawaii with that, that man named Gerald? Yes, yes, he was a lovely boy. Uh, uh, you know, I've always said... Give me a few magic mushrooms. I'll probably fuck anything. <laughs> so, uh... I remember when you tried to tried to fuck that matching luggage. Do you remember? I did. Oh, I, that was I bloody succeeded, though. Yeah, you did. Uh, you did. It was funny though because it was being taken onto the plane at the time. I I caught you, luggage aids, you but luckily yes. that's that's treated yeah. now. Yes. You spent the whole flight in the baggage hold. Mm. I fucked as many luggage luggage uh, cases as I could, and uh, I had a great time. Uh, the, the the flight passed by very very quickly. Yes, of course, of course. Well, and then everyone, when they got their luggage back, they went, "What is this sticky substance?" Of course, we knew what it was, and we had a jolly good laugh about it. We never told them, and so God knows what happened. I believe uh, you have several illegitimate children in Iowa. I do, yes, because I used to muff all that spaffle all over the... Uh, spaffle, yeah. All, all over the panties inside yeah. the uh, cage. I've got children everywhere. Oh, yes. She's one of them, look, on the, on the film. Oh, Doris. Yes, Doris is the yeah, one. Beautiful girl. Looks I, just like me. I had a thing with Doris. I never told you, but I had a thing with Doris. I had that's, more than one okay. thing with Doris. That's, that's so... Uh, I like you. I consider you to be a very good son-in-law. I, so, I, uh, I fucked her ear. Well, that's going a bit too far. Well, left or right? Left. That's OK. I don't mind the left. And she I, was deaf in that ear. And I said, keep the jacket on. Keep the pink jacket on. Well, I, I wouldn't blame you. Keep it on. Keep it on. Keep it on. Now, take it off. Take it off right now. And then, and then she didn't. And then I couldn't ejaculate. And it took quite some time. I perforated her drum. I like that the film should have been about those two who just walked out and were in the background. Yes, it should have been. Yes, hot. It should have been Texas lawyers. Oh, and, and their lives. the comb over. Oh yes, yes, yes. Here he is. My God, what a prowess! What a what a wonderful, wonderful actor. 
Um, I mean, there really was nobody better than uh, Johannes Saxon. Yes. John Wax on Wax off. Yes. I do like him. Full head of hair, beautiful, yes. luscious locks. He, he was had. wonderful as Scotty in Star Trek. That was yes. my favourite role yes. that he ever played. Yes. I like the the group of Star Trek performers that they had in this film. Oh, oh that they had, yes, yes. Of course, Tarantino was up for the role of um, Sulu. Yes. But, uh, you know... Oh, it went to Jackie Chan. Of course it did. Mm. Of course. Uh, he got all the Asian roles back then, of course, because we didn't know about different Asian countries. We just assumed they were all the same. But then, of course, we were ignorant fucks back then. <laughs> there was nobody... Uh, you know, I include myself in this. Uh, we were all a bunch of very ignorant cunts. Yes. In one way or another. Well, you couldn't fly around the world back then, so how were we to know? How were we to know? How were we to know? You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Uh, you had to paddle... Paddle, mind you. I mean, imagine this, children listening to this. Paddle in a, in a little, uh, like, hollowed out, well, I don't know what it was, like a turnip or something, like a hollowed out root vegetable, and you had to paddle using your own penis because you had to drill a hole in the bottom of the turnip. And, uh, my God, you know, that, it, that took, if you it took weeks. It, it, it would fill up with water in your fart. It took months, years sometimes. People died. That's how we, uh, we created telephone lines. It was a piece of string on two paper cups, and we had to paddle to the other side of the world. Yes. Hopefully the string would give. Uh, hopefully it and would that, hold, yeah. And that's how we communicate with the rest of the world. Now, I don't know why they're so disgusted by this. This is what a bedroom looks like when I'm done with it. Of course, yes. I always that's why I have the maids. <laughs> a bloody shitty mess. I mean, that shows you've had a good time. Shows someone has, anyway. Probably not her. Well, but women back then, that's that's how they please their man. You know? I know. Well, you see, we were trying to keep the population down because they do go on so much. I don't kill people. And I don't fucking rape women. What you are doing... What you are fucking doing... What you are doing is not how it's done. Do you understand that? Do you just say fucking yes? See, now, of course, this actor, also a method actor, can't see shit because his glasses are gone. He thinks he, he's doing a love scene. He's about to kiss him. Yes, he's snuggling into his neck, nibbling a little. I remember Clooney, when he was interviewed about this film, said, Tarantino could not stop licking me everywhere we went. Um, then there was a time he grabbed my buttocks when we were doing a press event, and, uh, well, I you know... It. I believe it. Within 15 minutes, they were both at it like poodles. Mm. But then, of course, whatever became of uh, Tarantinage and Clunar, they just, they never, they never went anywhere. It's such a sad story when that happens. Sad. So much promise, so much life, so much vigour, and all blinked out... Uh, in a, in a flash of an eye, and you just think to yourself, well, well, that's the life, isn't it? Well, that's it, you see. Working actors, it will take a role anywhere. Yeah, I, except uh, here, of course, you know, uh, you've got the uh, wonderful uh, young uh, Gretchen Moll, and yeah. uh, she went on to have such a career, such a career. Well, she would take a role in anything, you see. She Five would, Oscars... 
five and, Oscars. Uh, uh, M is that she looked at in a museum um, and stole later. Uh, she had a she had a daytime Emmy for that uh, stint she did uh, presenting that show. Uh, what was it? Flappy old windbags. That was it. Yeah, she was great uh, in Crossroads as well. Oh, oh yes, in Crossroads. Yes, she was a lesbian that liked to st- stick things up her twat. Yes, particularly cabbages. Oh, repeatedly. Uh, but you know, she would appear in anything. She was in a few of my home videos. Uh, you know, when we used to go to uh, Skegness at the weekends, she'd turn up. Uh, she'd play a, a marvellous role running across the beach. Yes. You and know, and, uh, then she'd, she'd fillet a goldfish. Well, of course. Well, she'd uh, try. Yeah. She'd give it a damn good try. <clears throat> I do like a trier. Yeah, me too. I like a crier, but that's a whole other story. If you can't try, cry. <laughs> or if you repeatedly try and it hurts, cry. Because you're probably... Dry. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to say goodbye because <laughs> you are dry. Don't cry. Let's try again. <laughs> don't make me buy. Just suck this young guy. <laughs> Precinct 13, of course, that's uh, paying homage to the film District 13. Yes, of course. <laughs> they couldn't put District 13 on because of copyright issues. I don't believe there's ever been a movie referred to as Precinct 13. No, no, never. John Carpenter made a film called Assault on... Dome uh, 4. Yes. 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 Assault on Dome 4, which starred Bruce Campbell, I believe. Of course, directed by uh, by uh, John Carpenter, co-starring Walter Koenig, well, the, who is a... The weird, the weird thing is, is that John Carpenter was never a carpenter. <laughs> he wasn't even a member of the band, the Carpenters. Oh. He, yes, uh, J.C. In, in fact, he fucking hated them. He didn't like the Carpenters. He uh, he 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 believed uh, Karen Carpenter was uh, a witch. Was a, a witch, a, a witch, witch. and uh, he didn't believe she could sing very well. No, uh, well, no, witches can't, of course, because they've got all those moles. Yes, yes, but I thought Karen Carpenter had a beautiful voice, personally, a beautiful voice. I particularly liked her song. No, 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 there's no limit. Yes, because she didn't actually have any limits. She didn't have any limits. She really would do all sorts of things. Now, that bit there where she just asked him to eat her pussy, was that because she was trying to get rid of her cat? I believe so, yes. And she didn't want it to go to waste. She could tell the man was hungry. Yes. And in pet. In pain. So she yeah. said, will you eat my pussy? Eat he my he, pussy said, he pu- said, well, certainly, yeah, whatever you want me to do. Of course, back then, it, it wasn't known that pussy was, was a term for a, for a, for a penis. So uh, it went over the censor's head. Yes. And then, of course, now they've completely changed the meaning, and it means arsehole. 
Yes, bloody weird. But um, that's Hollywood, always changing their mind. That is... One, one day you're hot, one day you're not. One they... day, mononcle. Yes. That's the yeah. old phrase. One day you're hot, one day you're not, one day, mononcle. Yes. He's wearing a, a, an awful shade of lipstick, is Robert De Niro in this scene. Uh, he did insist on wearing lipstick. It, to, to stay in character, because he was playing a vicar. And to so. break... <laughs> And we know how vicars love to wear lipstick, um, so that they can uh, count the rings on the, on the penis. Yes. When, when they're done. Yes. You can see how many vicars have been with with the young with young chap, or or young lass if if your young lass has a penis. Some of which, them do, I believe. Which back in our day there was a lot of girls. Born there was with a lot penises. of girls with penises. I remember those two we picked up in a truck stop in uh, Wichita. Jeff and Jeff and Barry. Yeah, enormous cocks on those women. <laughs> I said, I said to, I said, to, I said to Jeff, I said. I, I'm beginning to think you're in a dress, but I, I'm beginning to think you might actually be a man. They and, weren't, though. Uh, they weren't. They were biologically women. Yes, they were. I mean, forget the, the stubble yes, of, around the, the chin. Or the fat guts or the hairy back. Yes, and the lack, complete lack of tits. Yes, or the I massive, said, I, massive wang. Yes. I, I said... I. If, if you're what, what what are those things under underneath your your uh, your your willy? And she said, "That's my uh, that's my engulfed clit." Right. So and you believed did, her. I did believe her. Well, you I never didn't... mistrust a lady. <laughs> Not back then. You were a gentleman, and you gave them what they wanted. Yeah, I did. I said. I said, "Well, if I can't find a hole, I'll just have to do it up your bum." So that's yeah. what we did, isn't it? That's what it's we what did. we did back in the day. We made do when there was a rationing on vagina. Because they what was rationed during the war. Oh, they were, of course. They had to be. Well, they had to be. They had to be. We didn't want the Nazis using them all up. Uh, so we understood. We took one in the eye for king and country. Yeah. Uh, repeatedly from men like Jeff. Um, women. women. Women like Jeff. Like Jeff. Barry. Yeah, sorry, women like Jeff. Yes, women, women. <sighs> I remember I fell asleep that night, nestled into the curve of his pelvis, and I thought, you know what, I, I think I may have never been happier than this very moment. Such a shame what happened the next day. You know, Stole your wallet. Stole everything I owned uh, and uh, absconded with the truck, um, and I was left practically naked. I remember the phone call. In the uh, motel. You, you know, you, you, you rang me and you said... Uh, well, I rang you in the next room where you were with, yeah. with the other one, yes. Yes, it, she'd, all, she'd also left. Um, they'd been... They'd been uh, she'd at least <coughs> left you fully clothed, though. She, but I had a carrot. Uh, I know, all the way up. Yes, it, it, uh, you know, it, it took a while to, to pass through. And... Um, well, it was poking I, out like a little turtle's head for quite some time. You, you tried to do the old, uh, when you know, that trick of you took, tied a piece of string around it, slammed the door, <laughs> and, it, and it wouldn't budge, would it? No. No. <laughs> Did cause you terrible rupturing, though, later yeah, on. Yeah, a few fishes. 
uh, pile popped out. But uh, it's it's all good now. It's all good now. And you're living with the pile very comfortably in uh, in it Stoke has on its Trent. Own room. Yeah. Yeah. It has its own VHS tape that it likes to have things taped on. Yes. It's uh, it's doing well. I've I've named it Betty. 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 Betty yes. Betty Pile. Betty Pile. I had a pile once. I named it Missy. Missy Pile. Grew up to be quite a good actress. Weird face. Start opposite Michael Douglas in Fatal Attraction, I believe. Yes, almost mannish, but then that would be to be expected considering Jeff was the father. Or mother, depending on which way you look at it. So what's happening now, then? We're riding along. Of course, these were all the rage back then as well, these uh, Winnebagos. Winnebagos, yes. Joseph Clooney has, uh, has kidnapped Robert De Niro, Jackie Chan, and... and uh... Mostef. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I just like the name Mostef. Um, he doesn't go by Mostef anymore either, does he? Um... But no, he's kidnapped uh, uh, Gretchen Moll and uh, Jackie Chan and Frankenstein, and they're all on their way to Wally World. Yes, they're on their way to Wally World, and uh, Chevy Chase is back at the at the hotel, wondering where his Winnebago is gone. Yes, Winnebago. Yes. Uh, which is funny because uh, it was named after the jazz singer of the age, Winnie. Bajo, uh, who was all the way from France, and she was marvelous, marvelous. Um, she used to do that song, what was it? Uh, you can come on my tits, but not on my face. Oh, you can come on my stomach, but not on my ass. It was it was wonderful. It was one of my favourite songs. Number one on every billboard. On every every billboard, yes. Uh, Winnie Bajot, you can come on my tits, but not on my face. Do you know, I never, ever heeded the advice of that song. Never. And subsequently, subsequently had a lot of blind girlfriends. <laughs> And uh, and I'm now lonely. Yes, yes. Well, because times but, have changed. Of course, you can't uh, you can't nail them to the bed anymore with a with a two by four and some some you know nine inch nails. You have to actually love them and respect them and treat them I, right. I I blame. Uh, I blame Thatcher. <laughs> yes, I I also uh, blame. Thatcher, but uh, Brian Thatcher. Oh, the milkman. Yes. yes. He uh, he set out some astounding rules, saying that women shouldn't be nailed to beds. And yes. I, I I think we we interviewed him once and said, you know, this is sexist. Yes. Uh, this is very sexist. You know, given us all these rules, what we can and can't do, we can't nail women to the bed. Uh, you know, they, they have to go out and get, get get jobs just like, looks like men. I know. Why? I said, I mean, you're making listen, men look stupid. I, I tell you what you're doing. You are asking for anarchy, giving women the vote. 
Uh, you really are. They don't read papers or follow the news. They don't know what they're doing. So, uh, you know, we go to the clubs, we smoke our cigars, we sit in our leatherette chairs. There's a lot of important books on the wall that none of us have ever read. And but they that's look what, nice. Oh, they look marvellous and make us all seem very intelligent. And uh, that's why we should be in charge of things. Um, this idea that women can just run around willy-nilly having opinions and breathing is just, well, I think, too much. And uh, back in the day when we could ball gag him and chain him to a sink or a, down in the cellar doing the, the laundry, I tell you what, thems were happier times. There, yes. was, there was never any war. Well, there were two major world wars, but there were never any war. And, uh, you know, uh, there was lots of happiness. I mean, there was, you know, uh, uh, recession and rationing and poverty and crime, and uh, it was horrible. But, 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 you know, we were happy. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, you let women vote, and all of a sudden, you know, they're trying to work out what we do with the homeless, and they're trying to figure out whether gays should be allowed to get married, and all of a sudden they want, people want rights and things. Well, it's just ridiculous. They, they, want, they want free will, and uh, free will doesn't come when you have a penis. There's, there's no such thing as free will. It's a pipe dream. Right. Pipe dream. I mean, back in those days, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're, uh, if you're a washing machine broke... You know, you you found a new wife. Yeah, well, indeed, that's what you did, and that's what it was all about. And uh... you went down the skip. There was there was lots of women uh, there saying, I, "I can't do any more." And uh, you know, the poor men, less well-off men, would take a, 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 a few of those home with them. Well, yes, and, uh, you would take a few. Uh, some of them, no, no older than nine, and. Uh, you would uh, you would have them. I mean, people used to say it was slave labour, but I said, you just don't understand the economy. It's very complicated. Shut up and go away. And uh, <laughs> that lasted. That, you know, that worked for an extraordinarily long time. And then all of a sudden, one day, I read in the paper that, uh, yes, they wanted, they wanted things. They weren't happy. It's like, not happy, not happy. I've got you three dresses and a nice one for a Sunday. You own a hat and you have your very own pair of slippers. What more? What more, God damn it! could I give you? I mean, Sundays, you know, sitting there eating roast beef, <coughs> you know, a, a, a Yorkshire pudding, a roast potatoes and your selection of veg. I said, how, how can you not? What? How? How? You know, sitting here eating a beautiful meal, I've got roast beef, Yorkshire pudding in front of me. How can you not be happy? I mean, you know, you're sitting there with with cheese on toast, but uh, life's good. Life is good. You shouldn't complain. Cheese on toast is a perfectly good meal for a growing woman. There's worse women off than you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can see her panties. Dirty. I I have a confession to make. I like to film women when they pee. (laughs) Of course, that has to stop now. Apparently, that's an invasion of privacy. I was like, this is just getting stupid now. Uh, Who is making the rules? I mean, Chuck Berry did it. Why not me? (laughs) 
course. This is the truck stop where we met Barry and uh, Jeff. This is uh, this is why we chose this film because uh, it brings back happy, happy, happy memories. Well, it's happy memories till the following morning. Well, of course, but uh, before we get to the then, morning, you, know, back you then need we a didn't, night. Back then we didn't complain. Back then we just went, you know what, let the chips fall where they may, and I may be hogtied in some filthy motel with no clothes on and having had all my worldly possessions stolen, but you know what, I'm still alive, and that counts. That really does. So I think women and uh, gays and uh, uh, minorities and things like that, when they're, when they're complaining next time, they've really got to think about it. Really got to think about it. Look, we've allowed you to live. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> So this is the scene where uh, Jimmy Stewart and Gary Cooper have woken yeah. up and uh, they are going to... Uh, well, they have an engagement later this evening to play... Uh, well, do a vaudeville act and play piano in a bar because um, this is uh, the fabulous Baker Boys, the original, not the remake, the, the with, original, uh, yes. with uh, Jeff and um, Bo Brummel. Um <laughs> But, uh, no, the original with Gary Cooper and uh, Jimmy Stewart. And I love Jimmy Stewart. He's amazing. Oh, oh, now, now, listen here, Gary. I I say he murdered her. I saw him. Who who goes out at at four in the morning with a, well, a, well, a trunk tied with a sick rope? His name? Lars Thorwald. It's my, my, my favourite Jimmy Stewart performance in, in uh, Bum Window. Oh, I like that film. It's all about, all about a guy who looks out of windows at other people's bums. <laughs> he reminds me of a young modern Brando, does uh, Gary Cooper. Yes. Titty twister. Of course, back then, titty didn't mean breast like it does now. It means uh, coconut. And uh, there she is with two coconuts on her boobs. Back then, it was a term of endearment. My little titty, I used to say. Come here, little titty, and sit on Uncle's lap. It was so much more innocent back then. Let Uncle tell you a story, dear Titty. <laughs> we used to call children Titties. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of my one of my nieces is called Vagina. It was perfectly normal back in the day. Yes. Uh, very normal. Yes. Well, That's you a... had an Aunt Labia, didn't you? <laughs> She's lovely old, lovely old dear. Um, and uh, you know, incredibly floppy skin. <laughs> Auntie Clitoris uh, was a delightful woman. Clitoris, and, uh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Clitoris, yes. Yeah. And uh, my uh, my second my second cousin's wife, Chlamydia, was a was, was a sweetheart. Well, they wrote that song about her. Chlamydia, Chlamydia, say, have you seen Chlamydia? Chlamydia, the tattooed lady. <laughs> She's got big and stretchy knockers. 
which were, <laughs> which is what, what we used to call <laughs> elastic bands back in the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's got big and stretchy knockers. <laughs> They bounce around when you fuck her. Chlamydia, chlamydia, say, have you seen chlamydia? Chlamydia, the queen of blowjobs, which was what you used to call vacuuming. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. The songs are always about housework. Yeah. Housework. <laughs> I tell you what, when songs started to become about sex, I lost, I lost interest. Yes. To me, songs were always about housework or uh, woodwork or uh, dust or um, uh, grass or, or just normal, average things. No one sang about sex back in the day. Very liquid. No, at all. Strangers in the Night. Strangers in the Night, that was about, a, that was about beautiful meeting uh, an accountant in the middle of the night to work out uh, the takings that you had on your little kiosk that you ran by the train station. It was normal. Uh, it wasn't about meeting up for some hanky-panky. Come on now, clean your minds out, children. Yes, Lady in Red is about a, is about a, as about a man who likes to wear red dresses. Perfectly normal. Yes. Uh, he's not hurting anybody. No. I noticed I you looking so lovely as you did tonight, Jeff. I never seen you shine so bright. Yeah. You were amazing. Yes. Never Ooh. have I felt a vagina so very tight. <laughs> you trapped me in it most of the night. I didn't put up a fight. <laughs> it was your asshole. I love that song. Beautiful. See, of course, back <coughs> in the day, a place like this wasn't considered sexist. It was just, uh, it was, well, it was practically church. <laughs> well, it looks like a church. It is a church. For all intents and purposes, this is a church. Yes. Look, Danny oh. Trujillo behind the counter. Tr wonderful yes. French actor. <coughs> you can tell from, he's French from the moustache. Yes, from from Rome, I believe, in, in France. Yes. It's... it's... <laughs> Do you know, I believe that Tani Trudeau is, is part French, part snake. I, I believe he is, uh, of the uh, viper yes. uh, contingent. Oh, here he is, look. Big Bubba. I tell you what, we went a few rounds of Big Bubba back in the day, when we were on the interview circuit, of course. Oh, he was a lovely man. He could, take, he could take four or five at once. It was quite remarkable to see. Trained at RADA. Oh, trained yeah. at RADA and uh, at taking it up the bomb-bomb and... Uh, yes. And... Uh, Never got over the fact that... It, that, uh, that well, he had a degree that, in taint-licking. Yes, he, he he never got over the fact that he was passed on the uh, uh, passed over for the role of Ingrid Bergman uh, in Casablanca. He was desperate to 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 play opposite Humphrey Bogart. No, and it uh, went to that actress Audrey Hepburn instead. Yeah, disgusting behaviour. Yeah. 
tits. Breasts? Yeah. She, she has her knockers, but I don't believe any of them. <laughs> no. Do you know what? It's like a it's like a quiet night in Skeggy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah tits and uh, tits. Yeah, yeah, tits covered up shit and ass. Uh, this is many a nights in um, in oh Tom Savani. Uh, uh, you know, this is what we used to do in uh, in in Skegness. It could it could basically be written about our night in Skegness. Yes. Well, it's like the uh, working men's club in Berwick on Tweed. Mm. Oh, Greg Nicotine. Yes. That's Greg Nicotine and uh, Tom Savinage. That's his actual penis. Yeah. The, the wake of dead women that follows Tom Savini around. It's ridiculous. Yes. He said, Have you got protection? She says, I've got a diaphragm. He says, You'll need a bulletproof jacket. Yes. Up, up your twat. A Kevlar, Kevlar Femidom. Yes, yes. Tits. That's your religion? Not drinking, of course, because... Oh, Jesus. <coughs> He's a heroin man, and... Uh, Back then, there was no real places for heroin. No, but well, well, I, I mean, back then, heroin was fairly prevalent, though. I mean, everyone was on it. It was, a, it was almost a designer drug. It was before it was illegal, of course. Yeah, well, the day they legalised heroin was the breakdown of with was the breakdown of all civilization. Well, it ruined modern society. It was almost like we were saying that uh, the living... economy crumbled. Well, it did. Uh, it, it was almost like we were giving a message to the world that uh, living in a uh, empty room uh, uh, with, with a bucket of your own feces and sick up the walls, uh, with you know having not slept for four days, was a bad thing. Yeah, and, people uh, people started to look down on it. Well, yeah, they started to say, "Well, why can't we live like that? Come on, now, come on! Have we not got freedoms here?" Turned out we didn't. Heroin was made violently illegal in 1983. Worst, worst day. Thatcher again. Brian Thatcher did it. Brian Thatcher. Cunt. Cunt. Say enough good words about him in some respect. Fred Williamson. Ah, legend. Legend. The man. man. I'm not even going to make a joke while he's on screen because... Legend. Yes, I remember the time we interviewed him, and he was a gentleman. She uh, goes with him wherever he goes. It's uh, his personal cigar lighter. Yeah. Uh, he never carries around a lighter. She carries it around in her breasts. He doesn't like to have anything in his hands at all, if he can help it, so that he's always ready to karate chop a motherfucker if he has yes, to. Yes, The entire state of Texas, along with the FBI... Along with the FBI, I do love Robert De Niro. I particularly like 
Robert De Niro in Bus Driver, where he goes around uh, New York in the 70s. Yes, um, it was try, one of those... Uh, trying to finger Jodie Foster, and she's not having any of it. No, it was one of those movies based on a British TV show that felt when it went uh, to film, it always had to take it to America. Yes, um, yes. It was, uh, well, it, was a, it was an offshoot of On the Buses, wasn't it? It was, it was. Uh, very violent, uh, naturally so, considering, but they always feel like they have to blow things up in the movies, whereas uh, on TV you could just tell real stories. Uh, of course, he took over the role from Reg Varney. Yes. And, um, well, there was a lot of consternation uproar about that, of course, because Varney was a, was a legend of the silver screen. Oh, he's a god. Just wasn't inter- he just wasn't international, but in England he was revered. Revered. Uh, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Olivier wanted to be him. Lawrence of Olivier, yes. Yes, Pedro too wanted to kiss him. Oh, my. See, this this was uh, this was, was a breakout role, of course, for uh, Salma Hayek. Yeah, hemophiliac. Yeah, she'd already been in uh, Desperado, but I can't understand why this really caught people's attention. No, well, you see, I would have said if any of the scenes in this film really needed cutting down, and it is a great film, it is a beautiful film, it is a wonderful film, but if any uh, scene sort of needs editing out, it's this one. I'd take it out completely. It's overly uh, long, there's no point, there's no dialogue in it, nothing of any value happens. It adds nothing to the film. Not um, at all. But I would ask you to be very quiet throughout it. <laughs> And if you hear any noises on my end, just ignore them. It's just perfectly normal. (laughs) (laughs) So this was after Desperado, was it? It was after Desperado. I imagine what the director said to her. That would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Follow your heart. When uh, the scene take you where it takes you. Robert Altman said, well, look, I know you had a speaking part and a, a big role in the last movie. In this movie, can you just show up and uh, gyrate with a snake? I mean, she would have leapt at the charge. Of course, actresses back then had to. Yes, you took what you could get back then. Um, yeah. Of course, she wasn't paid for this role. Uh, the, the the payment was simply the pleasure of working with Frankenstein and, and uh, Jimmy Stewart, Tom Savani, uh, Reg Varney, who Reg has a small Varney. cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Nicotine, uh, um, and of course uh, that, that woman there, Deirdre Barlow, <laughs> beautiful woman. Did you not know that was Deirdre Barlow? Oh, no, I, I didn't know. I was just... I thought you were going to say Pat Butcher, who was just behind her. Oh, what a bloody looker. Now, what many people don't seem to understand is that uh, Frankenstein also wrote this movie. He did. Um, and he, he said that this was one of the worst scenes to have to film. He really didn't understand why it was in the movie. It wasn't in his original script, of course. And he said that uh, he'd always had a a horrible hatred of feet. (laughs) 
and uh, and alcohol and and naked women. He was a very he was a very proud and uh, monastic man. Very conservative. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he 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 felt felt disgusting. Yes, after doing, doing it. After doing the scene, he had to literally bathe in uh, uh, hand sanitizer. And he had to wash his mouth out with um, cum. Yeah, goat cum. It's the only thing that uh, is 100% antibacterial. Yes, it is. Pure alcohol. And goat cum. Yes. It really adds nothing. It really does. I, in fact, I'm disgusted watching it. I'm just so bored. <laughs> At no point while filming this scene, of course, did anyone sit around and say, do you think it's a little bit sexist? <laughs> they all just accepted it back then, because it was what it was. Yes, yes, it's... Uh, it's just... Uh, I'm glad it's over, personally. Uh... It's just salt. Well, so. well, we've come to the end of the film anyway. <laughs> um, that was it. I don't know why they didn't just have the credits over the top of it. and Finish it now. I mean, what's the next twist? Does it become a horror film or something? No, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> never, no, that would never happen. It's not a universal film. No, it's not. It's not. And Universal were the only studio making horror films back in the day. Boris Karloff, of course, is Dracula. Bella Lugosi is the Invisible Man. I know all the Universal horror films. Bang your death. Killed Jeff Capes there. Shit, they don't like that. Yeah, as you see, I'm, I'm really waiting for the end credits now before anything. Because uh, I mean, well, we've, we've told the story, they're at the club, it's all done. Yes, they got to Mexico, everything's good. I think as soon as. If just fade to black. Robert Altman should have just faded to black there. Altman never did know when to finish. No, he didn't. I mean... His wife complained about that all the time. Oh, I say that. Blood is green. To disinfect the blood. Well, the biggest problem with this movie was the uh, ad campaign. Of course, yes. She uh, looks quite hungry, doesn't she? Because the ad campaign sort of spoiled, spoiled the ending. Oh, is it a Star Trek movie? <laughs> One of those Star Wars things. Is she a Ferengi? Maybe she's one of those uh, Vulcans. Yes, Vulcan, that's it. Of course, this never would have passed the Hayes Code. No, no. So it no. had to be released uh, secretly. Yeah, secretly. You could only go and see this in a, in a, in a small speakeasy cinema. Uh, people sitting around with long cigarettes, wearing scarves. at a marvellous time. 
It was back when we couldn't drink. We could do heroin, but we couldn't drink. Oh, we loved a bit of heroin watching a film. This is what happens, of course, if you go to really cheap plastic surgeons. Yes, it's not good. It's Todd Browning's version. Oh, Michael Jackson. See, Fred Williamson don't take no shit. Well, this is one of the only movies in which he dies, isn't it? It is, yes, and even then it's by his rules. Well, technically as well he doesn't die because he becomes a part of the undead. And uh, we, I don't think we actually see him be killed, do we? Or do we? Because so. you can't keep Fred Williamson down, it's just a, it's just a fact. No, you never see him killed, because uh, he unleashes the bats, doesn't he? He does, yes, yes, because he's Batman. He should have been Batman. He should have been Batman. I should have been Batman. I should have been Batman, and he should have been Robin. I think that's the way round to have done it. Yes, yes. Even though he's older than me, and people sort of say, well, Robin should be the younger one. It doesn't matter. I think if we'd done it the other way around, it would have been a more daring movie. You, you, you have to, you have to accommodate with the times and do things a little bit differently. Disgusting. Yes. Robin, Robin, wrong. Go up, go up, go up, go up. Of course, this is what we did if 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 people spoke out of line. Yes, if of these women places. got too rowdy. <laughs> I've got one of those guitars. Yes. There was asses in the background. <laughs> I know some people are a tit man, but I tell you what, I like a good floppy ass. Oh yeah, that's how I love my That's how you play pool in that bar. That's the rules. That's the rules. Prison rules. Prison Rules Biatch, I believe it's called. It's not a real neck. It's not a real neck. It's and, not uh, a neck. Yes, and that's, uh, that's Indiana Jones's whip. Poor Danny Trenchard. Dan- Danny Trenchard Smith. Yes. Uh, Wonderful man. Oh, lovely man, yes, I've spoken to him. I'm not Rests. I think now would be a, 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 a operative time to uh, play one of those old jazz songs. Yes. That we liked as a child. <coughs> What was it? How did it go again? I already had a wife. Uh, it was... Stick a finger up my ass. 
If your answer is yes, we can get married. Once you finish licking my balls, I like the way you do it. And I like the look of your sister. So let's get married. And I will take her too. If that's okay. <laughs> such a such a good song. Fred Williamson's favorite song, I understand. Yeah, I do believe it is, yes. Yeah. It really does grab you by the heart, doesn't it? It really does. Friends of Limson, it really does. Yeah. See, I much preferred uh, 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 Quentin Tredolino and uh, Robert uh, uh, Rodriguez's movies before they all got so serious. Yes, yes. I mean, this really was just, you know trying to get the Oscar, wasn't it? It, it? You know, wanting it, needing it, loving it. Oscar, yes, please. Well, Fred Williamson should win an Oscar every year just for being Fred Williamson. In in the underground Oscars, he does. He, uh, he cleans up at the Oscars, the underground Oscars. Best director, best actor, best actress, best man. But I think it's wrong tash, that we're still making him tits. clean up. Uh, he should really win the awards. He, he does. He do. oh, she's fit. <laughs> um, I'll, you take the one on the left, I'll take the other three. It's a done deal, sir. It's a done deal. I know how you like that. I like a bit of Susan Boyle. It's Harry Buff as well, is it? <laughs> well, there's, there's more cushion. For the push. Yeah. Headbutt. Steak. Pencil fucker, tits. Squirter. That was ejaculate, but uh, Lars van Trier wanted it to be real spunk. But uh, Robert Rodriguez says, "No, I'm not in the, I'm not in the business of making cock, cock sucking pawns." No. Von Trier's. I'll leave that to Von Trier. There. Wonderful special effects. Wonderful, wonderful practical uh, snot used. Oh, they had to, they milked a whole busload of children. Oh, yes. Now let's kill that fucking bitch. I can do that. Fuck you, everybody! That's the way to end a gig. That's how the Beatles did it. That's the only bit of the movie I don't understand. How they disappear. Oh. It's a very touching, sad scene. You know, it's, his brother's died. Of course, yes, he was a rapist, murdering bastard, but blood's thicker than raping bastards. <laughs> blood's thicker than, uh, well, what, what's it thicker than? Cum. No, 
No, it's not. Cum is thicker than blood. So therefore, hang on a second. Let me figure this out. Blood's thicker than water, but nobody has water. Well, I mean, people have water in them, but, but not blood. Okay, so blood's thicker than water, but then cum is thicker than blood. So does that mean that everyone I've spunked on is more important to me than people who have my blood? Uh, yes. Yes. So that's quite a number of people, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's almost the entire <laughs> county of Hampshire. Oh, blood is thicker than water, <laughs> and cum <laughs> is thicker than blood. <laughs> I got many people important to me, cause I've come on all of you. Blood is sicker than water, but come is sicker than blood. So let me spike call on you. Peace in death that I could not give you in life. Such a shame. He was such a handsome fellow. Yes, he was. He was. He was a very beautiful man. Of course, we've all had to kill a brother that way, haven't we? And it's it's breaks your bloody heart for about five minutes. Yeah, they do. Give a fuck, could you? Give a fuck after that. No, I have so many brothers. Yes, come, brothers. Well, once you spunk on them, that's it. That's it. Because as we all know... Blood is thicker than water. Red cum is thicker than blood. So if you get some ejaculate on you, then for the rest of your life, you are mine to do with what I want. Oh, yeah. If you get some ejaculate on you, you've got come on my face <laughs> and come in my hair, come on my back, come everywhere. And I think to myself, we're brothers for love. <laughs> Have spoofed on your chest. Have spoofed on your knees. You said, my darling, a spoof on me, please. And I'll think to myself, you're a sister for life. <laughs> I spoke to my aunt. <laughs> I've got a family that's larger than life, and I think to myself, I've spunked on a lot. It should be, uh, I've spunked a month, and I've spunked on my monk. All of my family are covered in spunk. That's because spunk is thicker than blood. <laughs> I see friends shaking hands. Covered <laughs> in spunk. <laughs> We're really thinking. Mmm, that's my rank. 
anyone. Oh, I do like the man, this guy here, who's set on fire right now. Not a lot of people know it, but that is, of course, Ronnie Barker. Yes. Before he died. Yes. Uh, this was, it was set up to be uh, that character called uh, Hillbilly Trucker Dave. And uh, before he could get the sitcom off the ground, uh, they set him on fire. My understanding is that this role was uh, originally intended for Kenneth Williams. Yes, it was. Oh, matron, you can stick your big stick in me any time. Of course, Charles Hawtrey there. Oh, hello. Barbara Walters, Winters, whatever her name is. Barbara. Barbara Back. <laughs> you Bar know who I meant. I just Barbara Windsor. I'm very I tired. Yeah. Oh, you mean the Queen? Yes. Barbara Windsor. Sid Barbara Jim. from the House of Windsor. Lunch. Bernard Breslow, of course. I remember holidaying with him in uh, Sheringham. Mm, yes, yes. I I once went on a a, 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 a wonderful weekend. I once went five weeks without chicken. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, sir? I can't beat that. So no, you can't beat that. Uh, it was for a diet. Oh, yes. I gave up in the end. It seemed stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was called the no chicken diet. So oh, what did you have to do? Well, instead of... <laughs> <laughs> instead of eating chicken, I just ate donuts. Yeah, the only meal it. where I would normally have chicken, I had donuts. I, I, did, I see, yeah. I did gaining 10 pounds. <laughs> oh, that's just fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, who wrote that? <laughs> Mr. Dunking, I, I presume. Jeff Dunking. Jeff Dunking. <laughs> of the Dunking, of the Rhode Island Dunkins. Yeah, we got crosses covered. What else? Yes. In all seriousness, though, they're like this and Jackie Brown are like the only two movies where they've put, you know, those those icons in them. You know what I mean? A lot of the other movies they've just put sort of modern actors in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's an old star cast. This might be my favourite cast of any of the movies. This and Jackie Brown. I love the cast of Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's got a great cast. Sid Haig, Robert De Niro, Samuel L. Jackson, the wonderful Pamela Greer, uh, Robert Forster. Robert Forster. Uh, Bridget Fonda. Um, and, um, Charles Hawtrey. Um, <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Corbett. Ronnie Corbett. Um, Jim Dale. 
Larry Grayson. Dusty Bin. Yeah. Um, Ted Rogers. Bob Holness. Bob Holness. Bob Holness with Chris Tarrant. Um, Bob Davro. <laughs> If you could cast Bobby Davro in as any any horror icon, who would it be? Bobby Davro is any horror icon. Hmm. I think he'd make a good Ash. <laughs> I was thinking maybe one of the Cenobites in Hellraiser. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd go for that. Like the fat one with the glasses. Yeah. Um, or the one with the exposed teeth that keeps going. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, who else would I cast? The whole for? cast of Russ Abbott's Funhouse, really. Yeah. I'd cast Russ Abbott as Jason. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Jason. Uh, who's, who's, who's overly camp? Who's really, really beyond beyond camp? Uh, well, uh, beyond camp, Julian Clary. Julian Clary, I cast him as Freddy Krueger. Or Boy George. Boy, uh, I cast Boy George as uh, Leatherface. Uh, Julian Clary is Freddy Krueger. Um, I would probably cast. Well, Michael Myers. Oh, Michael Myers, yeah. Probably cast um, Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, that would be awesome. He's got the height and agility. Yeah, he's got the, yeah. And he does that pose as well, isn't he? You know, and he sort of puts his head on his fist and does that there. Nice to see you, nice. He's got the mask on as well. And it's just his chin popping out underneath the mask. And I cast Matthew Kelly as, um, uh, is he another horror icon? Well, I think this whole uh, end sequence is a bit like what happens behind uh, the scenes of that um, stars in their eyes. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, what a great TV show that was. Uh, I, I really wanted to go on that when I was younger. Tonight, was... Matthew, I'm going to be uh, Bette Midler. And then they <laughs> would put him behind the, the walls... Yeah. Give him a big orange wig and some funny teeth, and then he'd yeah. come out and sing. And then you come out, big orange wig. Did you ever know that you're my hero? <laughs> Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. Celine Dion! Celine Dion. They wedge, you know, 400 pounds of 
hideous man flesh into a spangly dress and a blonde wig. Yeah. My heart will go on. Thank you, Derek. Oh, it's my pleasure. Do I win something? No. Goodbye. I always wanted, you know, I think the final was always live. I had to come out and uh, just shout, couldn't really loud on stages, it was live. Get all the way to the final and then just bugger it by coming out and going, you're all cunts, quick, go to the adverts. So, that's creepy. Who's the creepiest vampire in this? Uh, I think Richie. Hmm. He doesn't look much better, though, does he? Old Tom Savini. No. He doesn't look much different. No, I've met Tom Savini. I have as well. Yeah. He's a lovely man. Did he sign anything for you? Yeah. What, what did you get signed? Sex machine from uh, Dust to Dawn. Well, you got that picture? Yeah. Oh, OK. He signed my uh, Dawn of the Dead box set. Along with George Romero. But this is the one movie where Tom Savini bites Fred Williamson. Yeah. Yeah, Fred's not a handsome vampire, is he? No, no. There's no handsome vampires, really, except, uh, well, Samurai, if you want to do, would you? And she's a vampire. Although... Still got the body. Look, they got that triple X uh, thing up, haven't they? See the triple X? What triple X thing? It was like a triple X thing. It was like um, the uh, extra strong mints. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah. <coughs> extra strong mints are a minty bit stronger. Shove them up your bum and they last a bit. Longer. Oh, that went round out all the schools then. All the schools know that one. Just like we all knew about the Jews. <laughs> no, I didn't know about that at school. That's it, make a makeshift cross. you got to have faith, Robert. Got to have faith, 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 baby. I'm as gay as you know. I like to take people in the bathroom and blow them. Oh, look, it's the set of the King Kardashians. Yeah. They all go into makeup. This was the earliest form of uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Chloe does have remarkably floppy breasts. Floppy breasts. I'm surprised this is not the... Oh, they, they have remade it with the TV show, ain't they? <coughs> Did you ever watch the TV well, show? Well, no, the TV show is meant to play alongside the movie, apparently. It's meant to be in and around the mythology of the movie. It's not meant to remake the movie. I've got I've got the series on DVD. Yeah, is it I've good? Not watched it. I've not watched it yet. Because Ro- Rodriguez said that it's meant to play in and around the the movie, not, not replace it. Oh, I mean, they've had to recast the Gecko Brothers, obviously, but... Yeah. I 
could have done with seeing him play Gecko again, Seth Gecko. I'd have loved that. What on TV? No, just in a sequel to this. I know they've made sequels, but they weren't great. You seen the sequels? Uh, I haven't. No. Yeah. Uh, I know Trejo's role is expanded in one of them, right? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Doesn't he narrate The Hangman's Daughter or something? Yeah, The Hangman's Daughter is the better of the two sequels. Then deal with me, or we can kick open that door, and the four of us can go at him, hit him. I like um, Harvey Keitel's vampire when he gets his head split in half. Yeah. Which is an effect they were originally going to do years and years and years ago um, for Evil Dead 2 um, that they never ended up using. Oh, okay. I mean, what I'm watching it on is the Collector series yeah. from uh, from Nilamax. From Nilamax. From Nilamax. And it's got the uh, full tilt boogie, the feature length. Yeah, mine too, yeah. Yeah. And uh, have you seen the deleted scenes? No. When the vampire dog... Oh, yeah, no, I have, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I have, yeah. they cut that because it was too gory, apparently. I like uh, George Clooney's big dildo that he's got. But did you know that originally Tarantino was writing this for K&B effects? He wasn't writing it for Rodriguez. He was writing it for the... Um... Yeah, because Robert Kurtzman came up with the idea of it, didn't he? Yeah. And um, originally they they filmed a trailer with uh, Joe Pilato from uh, Day of the Dead. Yes, yes. Which, which I would have worked. loved. I which would have worked. It was it was it was fucking brilliant in Day of the Dead. Yeah. Well, it's so odd that that guy never really appeared in much else. No, he didn't, did he? I mean, he got, did, but not in noticeable roles. I've got to watch Day of the Dead again. Love that film. Me too. I think it's my favourite of the the undead. I had this conversation last night with uh, Philip O'Neill to be <coughs> on the next after movie, Diner. Diner. Yeah, Day of the Dead is fucking great. It's fantastic. <coughs> Who did he play in Pulp Fiction? Joe Plato. <coughs> Is he in Pulp Fiction? Mm. What's the character role? Uh, as soon as I see it, I'll probably get it. Vaguely, Dean Martin. Is he in the uh, Jack Rabbit's Limousine? I guess so. <coughs> <coughs> Swallowed some cum. Yeah. <coughs> it always goes down the wrong hole. Oh, you come. Always goes down the wrong hole. Uh, and I'm gargling it for months. Oh, God. Is he not of the Living Dead Origins 3D? Wow, come on. Take the work where you can get it. Oh, it's animation. Big cast. Well, he's in Dawn of the Dead as well. Mm, yeah, he is, yeah. It's got uh, Tony Todd, Tom Sizemore, Daniel Harris. They keep trying to make money off Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, it's because it's in the public domain, isn't it? Yeah. I started watching See No Evil, uh, no Evil 2. It's good, isn't it? Mm. 
Yeah. Ethan Hawke's great in it. Yeah, he's fantastic in it. Kill some fucking vampires. Of course, Danielle Harris is in it. Right, Daniel Harris. Mm. And Elizabeth, oh, what's her name? Ele- Isabel. Yeah, Isabel. Yeah, that's her name, isn't it? From yeah. American Mary and Ginger Snaps. Yeah, Elizabeth, uh, Catherine Isabel. Yeah, that's what I said. I said that. That's what I said. Yes, that's what he said, isn't it? I saw this in the midnight screening once. What, from Just Till Dawn? Yep, on the big screen. You, you bastard. Never seen it on the big screen. Yeah. It, what's funny is that it was a really old print. Oh, so it was like Grindhouse. Yeah, I'm so used to seeing it on DVD or Blue or whatever, but, um, yeah, it was a really old print, so it had... Like this really odd, like grindhouse vibe to it. It was very cool. I'd have loved to have gone and seen it and not known anything about it. Well, that's what I meant earlier. Like the the um, marketing for this movie really spoils it because you shouldn't know anything about this ending at all. Okay, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because if you if you'd just gone in, you'd have been like, oh, usual Tarantino. It's good. It's good. It's really good. But when well, I had this idea the other day, and I want to run it past you and see what you think. You make a rom-com, right? A really obvious rom-com, mm. right? And you have, like, I don't know, fucking Paul Rudd and um, fucking Cameron Diaz in it. Yeah, OK. Sold. And you have, like, the big white poster with their faces on it and the, you know, the pretty writing or whatever. Yeah, sitting on a park bench. Yeah, 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 right. You know, fucking plays with And the first 20 minutes of the movie is a normal rom-com, right? And you advertise it as a rom-com. You have to advertise it as a rom-com, right? But then halfway through the rom-com, or like 20, 30 minutes into it, out of nowhere... The pair are murdered hideously in their beds. Graphically, violently, they're torn limb from limb, guts pulled out, chainsaw the whole bit, right? Yeah. And uh, and and it's the biggest surprise and the biggest shock and the biggest, like, you know, what-the-fuck moment in all of cinema history. The yeah. only thing I don't know is then what do I do? Like, how do you then top that? So they're killed in the bed graphically. Obviously, that's 20 minutes in, so you can't... You, you, you need another hour or so. Yeah. Um, oh, no, be... and they're violated as well. Like, it's, 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 like <laughs> it's like the worst scene that's ever been put on film. And, and, and it's just... It's in, and it's in a rom-com that even children are watching. Yeah, so after that, <laughs> after that, he assumes both both of their personalities. Right. He's got, he, he dresses up, one half of him is Paul Rudd. Right. And the other half, he's got long blonde hair and it's Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And people are coming around to the house going, oh, oh, I'm glad that you're here, Paul. And he's, like, just having to speak from one side. Because he's cut, he's cut off the skin off, you see. Yeah. And made a perfect mask. Perfect <laughs> half of them. And, uh, right. 
it's a wheel come round, but he has to keep sort of talking to them on one side, and then he kills them. Yeah. And he just kills everybody. Right. Oh yeah, Paul Fred Williamson does die in it. Um, and, and it just goes on like that. So it's a bit funny, but it's also really gory. And the way he kills everybody is with a, a hair straightener straight up their arse. I like it. I think. And you've you got, and you got to see it going in. You figured it out. Yeah, that'd sell. That would. It's certainly I, in foreign territories. Yes, they, they love Serbia, that in like Belgium. Serbia, and places. They, they definitely have that. Uh, get Steven Spielberg on to produce it. Yeah, why not? Um, get Steven Spielberg in it. Yeah. Get him in this he's killer. such a he's such a better actor, yeah. Than he is uh, a director. I'm a fan of his direction. Right. We'll see how it does. That's bloody gross, isn't it? Yeah. Swear to God, in Jesus Christ, no. He looks like a spitting image puppet. Yes. But like a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> I used to I'm... love spitting image as a kid. It yeah. was like, one of my favourite shows. Turn me on, mate, because they're all good looking. Oh, this little shaky does. Kiss me, Kate. Oh, kill me, A lot of gloop in this, isn't there? Yeah, his theory, Fred Williamson's theory, was that um, the only reason he agreed to die on screen in this movie was that he had to kill at least sort of 16 vampires to satisfy That's his fans. Yeah, like, I he remember had to have a vampire that, yeah. And he got the chance to, like, wipe out a whole bunch of them. Um, but also that he feels he dies on screen as the ugly vampire and not as the hammer. He doesn't die on screen as the hammer. That's right, I remember him saying now. Yeah. It wasn't the dog bit that was cut, it was the vagina bit. There's a vagina bit, isn't there? Yeah. In the deleted scenes. Got a great look as well, the vampires. I like a good vagina bit, though. I yeah, think they so should have kept it in. So I've seen another film with them two in as a pair going round doing like uh, true romance style, or just going round as monster slayers. Yeah, Fred Williamson was reported of saying everyone was great. George Clooney, great guy. Harvey Keitel, super person. Juliette Lewis, nice lady. Salma Hayek, smells good. Because <laughs> that's all we wanted to know. Yeah, that's a quote from the Hammer right there. I thought I, I thought I'd look it up. Now, these three guys, they're in a country and western band. Yeah, that's uh, ZZ Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Guns for Jesus. One mm. of the big hits. <laughs> I've been buying all my guns for Jesus so that when it comes back we can take some names. 
We can go around the town and kill the heathens. Oh, yeah. Guns for Jesus. <laughs> that was their biggest hit. <laughs> After that, they uh, disappeared into obscurity and drug, yeah, drug addiction. No, no, nobody knows. <laughs> I think it's because they could never think of a fourth line to that no. that song. <laughs> <laughs> they just bottomed out. ZZ bottomed out. Well, if you just pick this place out of a hat, my brother is dead. That girl's entire fucking family is dead. What were they, psychos? They look like psychos. Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. Well, you say that, George. Uh, it's not a fact, is it? It's not. We don't know. I love the. I love his, his delivery in this movie is different from his delivery in almost any other movie. Just the George way he Cleaner. says stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Psychos I... do not explode when sunlight hits them. Like the way he says it is just so very fucking cool. I, I've got no, absolutely no problems with George Clooney. I think he's a great actor. He is this, a great actor. <clears throat> it's probably actually my favourite role of this, but that's because I love the film so much. I like him in almost anything. I don't always like the films he picks, but I always like him. Yeah. Okay. Here we are, V, get the suitcase. They were really, really flirty on set, weren't they, from Full Tilt Boogie, by the looks of it? Oh, him and Jeanette Lewis. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure she wanted him. Because this was back when he was still sort of like bad boy prankster Clooney before he became like old, sta- old statesman prankster Clooney. Yeah. <clears throat> was there any woman who didn't want to fuck him at this point? Yes, my wife Marjorie. <laughs> Did had no time for him whatsoever. She was much more of a cheech moran. Cheech <laughs> <laughs> old cheech moran was such a hot piece of stuff. What do I do? Follow you? Yeah. I mean, how do you get over something like this? Because it's gone this different way. It's like, uh, how, do you, how do you go back to normal life? Well, we all had to after the war. <laughs> yeah. And then there was the great heron fucking of 1973. Oh, yes, but we all like to put heron. Yes. Heron Mirren. <laughs> 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 I will never get over Heron Mirren. Yeah, lovely lady. <laughs> lovely, lovely lady. I remember when he took that off at the end of the, the movie to reveal that he had his tattoo all the way down his arm. Yeah. Maybe a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. Looks awesome. Goes all up to his neck. Is that what made you want to have tattoos? Uh, one of one of the reasons, because he looked fucking badass with it. I mean, you could tell it's, it's uh, sharpie, but uh, it does look fucking good. 
Yeah, because I heard Rodriguez talking about the TV series on a podcast, and he was saying that like that bit at the end where it pulls out, you see that it's sort of like a Inca temple type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he wanted to, you know, with the TV show, he kind of wanted to explore that side of it more. So you'll have to tell me if that happens or not. Has he got a second series? Well, it's his network. It'll be up to him. Yeah. I mean, I remember first watching it and seeing this at the end. I was just like, oh, that's awesome. It's still a really good matte painting. I mean, it's an insanely good matte painting. It's so well done. He's just a master of special effects. Master. Master special effects, man. Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin. Hell of a good cast. Chesney Hawks is in it. Yeah. Tito Lurivius. <laughs> yeah. Christos. My favourite actor of all time. Yes. I like Jim Davidson did the stunts that. Yeah. Buddy Joe Hooker, Billy H. Hooker. They were both hookers. Well, Buddy Joe Hooker is a famous stuntman from way back. Yeah. I'm being serious, he actually is. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a well-known stuntman from years ago. And it, obviously it was his brother as well. Or his son. Yeah. Or his father. Or... Or his uncle. Yeah, or... They just share the same surname. They've got fuck all in common. Yeah. That's probably it. It's yeah. probably that they, they, they just don't know each other. They probably met on set and was like, wait a minute, you're called Hooker? Yeah, I'm called Hooker. Any relation to John Lee? No. No. But my dad's TJ. Billy Hank Hooker. He's now 70 years old. And he's performed stunts for, well, let's get to the start of his career. Nothing much, nothing. Animal House. Chris Salt. Who's Chris Salt? I don't know, Salt of the Air. Just pledged to the After Movie Diner, so I would say he is. I thought he was. Is it weird? I did that whole big push for like a week where I was saying, oh yeah, do the After Movie Diner, I'll write you a song, blah, 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 blah. Nobody donated, and then. After that finished, they donated. What does that say about my music? <laughs> uh, I don't know, because you could say that you didn't want... Didn't, didn't you put that you didn't have to have a song? Played after oh, yeah, you? I wasn't... Like, I wasn't going to force people. You must have <laughs> a song. I'm going to do them songs anyway, just to annoy them. <laughs> yeah. Do it in the style of uh, the jazz singer. I will do. Oh, Chris Oh, Chris you gave to the after movie diner which you don't understand gives me permission to come and find you and spunk on your chest <laughs> spunk on your bed and you can support the after movie diner's slew of podcasting endeavors over at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash after movie diner if you like this show uh, or the after movie diner uh, and you wish to support the makers of it, please go over to uh, patreon.com forward slash after movie diner. And 
You'll only be uh, um, deducted when the diner shows go up, not when Dr. Action goes up as well. Um, but it all goes to the same place. Heroin. Yes. <laughs> Heroin and pornography. Violent, violent pornography. I only like pornography in which people are genitally tortured. Well, that's all petty, so we have to pay big bucks to get it. I got a thing in my face. So what did you find out, Chief? You were looking something up. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he did some bloody good films. Did uh, Billy... Billy... Elliot? Billy, yeah, Billy Hank Hooker. Uh, did El- Billy Elliot? He didn't do Billy, Billy Elliot of the Bomb Bomb. Billy Elliot? Did he do yeah, Billy Elliot? Ba- barely an idiot. <laughs> barely an uh, idiot. Coming soon from Lionsgate. Uh, big action films. He did Lethal Weapon. <coughs> he did loads in between. Uh, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> he did Lethal Police... Weapon. He did loads in between. Yeah. Police Academy Six, Sea of Love, uh, Blue Heat, Days of Thunder, Ventures of Ford Fairlane, Death Warrant, Out for Justice, Thelma and Louise, Terminator Two, uh, Beethoven, <laughs> Lethal Weapon Three, Rapid Fire, Gunman. Last Action Hero, The Chase, Ring of Steel, Pentathlon, The Shadow, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, Waterworld, From Dust Till Dawn, Executive Decision, The Rock, Eraser, The Glimmer Man, Star Trek First Contact, Gross Point Blank, Batman and Robin. And his last film was Double Take, which looks shit. It's probably quite good for us to Well, that film was fucking amazing. It was. I enjoyed it immensely. 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 Yeah, great film. I love it. One of my favourites. Good times, good times, good times. Action movie hero has just followed me. Yep, I followed them. They followed me as well. Kill bad guys, feel nothing, one-liner. Stabs bad guy in stomach, knife to meet you. Beats enemy to death with judge's gavel, overruled. Knocks bad guy out with wheel of cheese. Goo to hell. I like this profile. Runs bad guy over with a with car. Take a nap, you look tired. <laughs> nice. Whoever smelt it pushes bad guy into smelting chamber, dealt it. Rips bad guy's face off, got your nose. Drowns bad guy off the side of a boat, should have brought a life jacket. Runs over enemy with tank, thank you very much. Detonates C4 in bad guy's airplane, flight's cancelled. Throws grenade into villain's house, here comes the boom. Sees bad guy from rearview mirror, runs him over. Objects in mirror are deader than they appear. Wow, this just goes on and on and on. Well, only for 20. He's only got 22 weeks. Mm. When was his last tweet? October 23rd. Oh, he's still tweeting then. Yep. I will follow him. He gets a follow from me. He 
He is inventive, and I like that. I like that. I like this a lot. I like um, it. They're trying to get me to do a Blair Witch giveaway on the website, but I'm not going to do it because I hate that movie. Oh, I've already got that email as well. Oh, you got that email as well? My Partners Hub sends you an email? Yeah, sends me an email as well. For the Doctor Action website? Yep. But we've never done anything on the Doctor Action website. Oh, no. He still sends me an email because I read it out to Claire while we're having dinner. Yeah, I won't be doing that. Okay. All right, Chief. Well, that was a pleasure. I'll whip that into some sort of shape tonight. We'll put it out. That was fun. Yeah, it was good fun. Always nice to watch it. It's one of my favourite movies, so it works. Cool, cool, coolio. All right, dude. All right, dude. Take care. Speak to you soon. Speak to you later. Bye. 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 Network. Find all of our shows at 2upn.blogspot.com or on Facebook under the Second Unit Podcast Network. Our fantastic list of shows include Drunk on VHS, We Came from the Basement, No Budget Nightmares, The After Movie Diner, Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid, and Bloodbaths and Boomsticks. Take one podcast into the shower. Don't be a blithering idiot, Alan. We can give you the multiple podcast cleansing system all in one place that your hair deserves. Our programming is available across all platforms from iTunes to Podomatic, TalkShoe to Stitcher, so you have absolutely no excuse. Listen today and a free naked person of your choice will be shipped from Thailand to your door in a matter of weeks. The Second Unit Podcast Network. Bringing you the action and leaving the boring stuff to the other guys. Bloody hell. Who does a girl have to blow around here to get a decent beverage? <laughs>